Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening, everyone. I'll just switch on. What's that, Jilly? Thank you, Jilly. No, no one said hello. It's all right. It's okay. Awesome. Should we um, should we just pray before I um, before I get into God's word? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to share, to share you. Thank you for all you've done for us, for all you've done for me. And Lord, would you inspire me now? Would you take away anything that is not of you? And would you fill me with grace? And would you fill me with love? And Lord, I pray that you would empower us tonight and inspire us tonight through your word and through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, awesome. I'm going to start off with a little story. Um, There was a a, a farmer in Malaysia, and um, he, he had a really successful farm, and one of the things he wanted to do, he wanted to bless the community. So he said he would give away his best cow. So the whole village came to see this cow, a strong cow. And he said, I want you to do three things. First thing, I want you to try and make my cow laugh. No, sorry, try and make my cow cry. Try and make him laugh, and then try and make him run. Simple. So the first, everyone tried. They tried to make the cow cry. They beat him, they pinched him, they did everything they could do to make the poor cow cry. No success. Then the pastor comes along. He said, I'll have a go. Okay. He whispers it again. Next minute, the, the cow is crying hysterically. He's in floods and floods of tears. Next thing, have, have to make the cow laugh. Everyone tried. They tried, you know, pulling jokes. Everything, nothing. Pastor comes along. Cow is, is in hysterics, absolutely laughing his head off. Oh, he's quite good. Next one, they have to make the cow run. So they beat him, they, they prod him with sticks, they you know, dangle carrots to make him run, nothing. And then the pastor comes in. The cow was gone. So the farmer, was, everyone was amazed. He said, well, what did you say to him? He said, the first thing you said was to make him cry. So I told him I was a pastor. I told him how little wages I got. And so he took pity on me and he cried. I was like, okay. And the next thing, you asked him to make me laugh. And then I told him how many hours I worked during the week and how little I got paid. He laughed hysterically. And then you asked him to to run. And I said to him, do you want to be a pastor? And he was gone. (laughs) Off like a shot. A A silly story, but... It kind of got me thinking about, yeah, (laughs) 
about this talk tonight. And then, then I started to ask myself, um, is tonight we're talking about witness, and is our witness, is my witness, is it a bit of a judge? It's a challenge. Do what, you know, when I witness, or do we witness, do we make people cry? You know, is, is the message that we speak of Jesus, the risen Lord, is it so dull and boring that people just want to cry? Or do they just laugh at us? People have, I've shared the good news and people have laughed at me. Or do they run a mile when we start talking about Jesus? But what does Jesus say about our witness? Well, if you look at Matthew 28, Jesus gives us the authority. I'm not going to read it out, but he he says, I give you all authority to go out, to leave your church, to leave the comfort, and to go and to proclaim the good news. And go and make disciples for me. He gives us the authority. And I think we need to claim that authority. Jesus has given us, everyone here, the authority to go and to witness. So so tonight, I want it to be, I want everyone to be encouraged, I want you to be inspired, but I want you to be empowered to to go out and make disciples, to go out and to witness. We can't leave it to the Jehovah's Witnesses, can we? I mean, they're outside every day. Certainly, they, they are strong witnesses, but to the wrong message. But Jesus has given us the authority to go and make disciples, to change people's lives. I'm really, really passionate about telling people about Jesus. It's on my heart. And I may look confident here. I may look confident in sharing my faith, but it's, it's, it's all a fun. Inside, it's, it's a mess. I'm fearful. And when I was at school, I struggled I struggled with, I could never read out loud. I could never speak in front of you. But somebody, like every one of us here, at some point in their journey has been witnessed to, yeah? Everyone agreed to that? Someone has told you about Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. Yes, I know. I know that's a lie. That's a lie. It's it's the devil is, yeah, but but that's what the devil does. But thank you for that encouragement. But all of us have at some stage been witness to, yeah? Some of that has been a really good witness, and we're here today because we've been witness to, and Jesus has somehow changed our lives, yeah? Everyone's lives has been changed and transformed by Jesus. So tonight, I just want us to be empowered to remember that first time that, Someone witnessed it. And the joy that fell in our hearts. Everyone's got smiles in their faces. It was good news, wasn't it? It was good news when you found out that you were loved unconditionally. That somebody died for you. And somebody wants a relationship with you. Billy Graham. I mean, he brought hundreds, thousands of people to the Lord. What a witness. And he's still witnessing now. Fantastic. So I've got three points. All good sermons have three points, yeah? And they last between 
45 minutes in an hour. Is that right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. So I've got three points. But in all honesty, I really, I really feel that God's laid this on my heart for us to take this message and to take it out. For us not to be comfortable, but to go and share this flipping good news. It's good news that Jesus died for us. To take this take our witness into our workplaces, into our schools, into our colleges, at the school gate, wherever God has called you, you must witness, you must share Jesus. And if we look at this Bible reading, if we go to Colossians, the f- my Bible is slightly different to your one. It says, never give up praying. Never give up praying. So the first, my first point is prayer. We must be rooted in prayer if we're going to be an effective witness. It says, devote yourself to prayer. So for us to be really, really effective, we need to be rooted, completely rooted in prayer to go out and to share this good news. And if we look at verse 4, it tells us that the message should be clear. When we speak of Jesus, it should be clear. It should be crystal clear. Sometimes I think that, you know, when I pray, my prayers are so flipping fluffy, they just float away into the sky and they have no effect. But, you know, Jesus, I come back to Matthew 28. Pray with authority. Yeah? The King of Kings said, we have all authority. So when we pray, we should pray with that same authority. And I bet you guys, you've all got people on your hearts who you've been praying for. Yeah? Maybe family members, close friends, colleagues, people who don't know Christ. Everyone must know something. Everyone. So I want tonight to empower us to go and to witness to these people. A few years ago, well, about five or six years ago, I've been praying for my mum and dad constantly. They brought up Catholics. Um, I went to uh, to, to a Catholic church but really I never found Jesus there and I don't think my parents ever found Jesus there and then I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I was like yeah okay and then eventually mum and dad came round for lunch and I was like you remember this and I was like right I'm going to get the gospel now I'm going to give it to them and you know, they're going to repent and come turn to Jesus and do you know what I did I said mum dad you know what you need to accept Jesus into your lives. I said, because if you don't, you're going to both go to hell. I mean, that's not great, is it? That is not good. That is not. It's, it's clear. It's to the point. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Anne. It didn't end well. It didn't end well. And if we read verse 6, shame on me. It tells us here. Sorry, I haven't got my glasses. Um, yeah, can you read it? Please? 
Please pray that I will make the message as clear as possible. And when you're with unbelievers, always make good use of your time. And it says, be pleasant. Be pleasant. <laughs> be pleasant. And I was far from pleasant. Hold their interest. They didn't hang around. You don't blame them, though, do you, really? You don't blame them. That was a terrible, terrible witness. But I've witnessed the people, and that was the worst one. And it was rejected. Of course it was. Because it was without love and without grace. But I've also witnessed the people who've laughed at me. But I never stopped praying for my parents. And then about three years ago, some of you have heard this story. I was chatting to my mum on the phone and um, we got onto the story, uh, conversation about Jesus. And I said, well, mum, you know, you could have Jesus in your life. Well, how? I said, well, it's as simple as A, B, C. Mum, you need to admit that you get stuff wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I admit that. I admit that I get stuff wrong. This is on the phone. She's in Essex. I'm in South Sea. Next thing, mum, what's that? What's that? You need to believe that Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And he forgives you. Yes, mum. Do you believe that? Yeah. And then C, you need to choose to follow him. I said, mum, do you really believe that in your heart? I do, I do. Don't just say it because it's your son. Say it because you mean it in your heart. And you know, she did. And I, I led her to Jesus on the flipping phone. It was amazing. I said, get my dad. My dad came on the phone and my dad's Maltese. Anyways, my dad went through the same prayer. I never gave up praying for them. Their lives have been transformed because they've accepted Jesus. The harvest is plentiful harvest is plentiful. So that's my first point. Done. Is everyone with me on that? Is everyone feeling encouraged to, to be rooted in prayer? Never stop praying, especially for your unbelieving friends and family. And the next one is, is witnessing. I think this is probably the most effective witness. It's by our actions. They say actions speak louder than words, don't they? So by our actions, how can we be effective witnesses by just in, in our everyday ordinary? I know somebody in this church, they get up every morning extra early, they go to work, and the first thing they do is they go around and clear all the coffee cups and the um, tea mugs, and they wash them up. A silent witness, but really, really powerful. Maybe your witness is you go and visit a lonely neighbour. Or maybe your witness is that you're out on a works night. You know, everyone's having a few drinks. And you, you know your crash barrier. You don't go over that. Whether you're a one-pinter or a two-pinter. Or a one glass of wine or a two-glass of wine. Or maybe you're a three-glass of wine. But whatever your limit is, you don't cross that, like Steve. He, Steve knows that he's a five-pinter, and he doesn't cross that. He doesn't cross that crash barrier. He's a two-pinter. All right. All right. But the minute, the minute you, the minute you, the minute you stop, the minute you, you, you hit that crash barrier, you start to be a witness. People will notice that you've stopped. And they will challenge you. They will say, oh, you're not having another one. Oh, come on. 
He's saying, no, I know my limits. That would open up. I guarantee you, I've been there. Claire's been there. It opens up an opportunity for us to witness about why we only have two or three. You know, we know, you know we're going to Ghana this year. That's an amazing witness, isn't it? But I know every one of us, we can't all go to Africa to witness. But our witness has started here in the UK. It started back in January. My friends who, who have no faith at all, I tell them, I'm going to Africa. Why are you going to Africa? Oh, we're going to do this. We're from the local church, and we're going to paint a classroom for children with special needs. Oh, my hairdresser. Oh, that's amazing. I'd love to do something like that. I said, well, I wish I'd known. You know, you could come. But our witness has started. And God is going to, you know, when we get to Africa, it's going to be incredible. But our witness has started here. You know, our, our witness in action starts here, in your everyday ordinary. Faith without action is dead, isn't it? You know, James, he, he tells us straight, doesn't he? He tells us straight, faith without action is dead. So, put your faith into action. Let your witness After all, Jesus, we know what he says about the harvest. The harvest is ready, isn't it? Out there, they're crying out for the message of Jesus. They're crying out. We're coming in. We're going to park up in a minute. But my next point, I'm on the third point now, and it's probably the scariest thing we have to do as Christians because we can all pray. That's comfortable. We can, all, we can all kind of witness by doing good deeds and helping other people, showing that we are good, solid Christian. But the real tricky bit comes when we have to open our mouths. What is it that we find so difficult about sharing? It's tough, isn't it? To witness about Jesus is it's hard going. Why do we find it so hard? We get embarrassed and Feel people are going to run away. We feel people are going to laugh at us. But the church's vision—we should hang on to that. It's Jesus loves transforms lives from us, from the heart of this community. And we have been given all authority to go and to witness and make disciples. There was a study. I go to St. Melitus every, um, every Tuesday to do a theology course. Yeah, as a theologian I am. Not really. Anyways, but there was a statistic someone told me about when I was at college by the Barna Group. And they do, they do studies, or, and these research, sorry, research and responses to faiths and to religions. So they did a study on a thousand Christians and their immediate families and their friends. And most of their immediate families and friends weren't Christian. And an interesting fact came out that that the majority were interested to hear more about Jesus. The majority. Not all of them, but the majority wanted to know more. And that got me really, really thinking. 
one in five, the study, the statistic what came out was one in five people would be interested in knowing more about Jesus. One in five. One in five. You know, and it challenged me because I thought, you know, I believe this is the word of God and it takes a statistic to really get me motivated. But Jesus says in here that the harvest is we don't need a statistic to say, tell us one in five people want to hear about the gospel. We, Jesus tells us that harvest is perfect. Yeah, he tells us the workers are few, but there's a lot of us here tonight. How many of us here tonight could go and be effective witnesses, to be empowered, to change somebody's life? You know, because that's what Jesus calls us to do. He calls us to witness. He calls us to impact the people around us. We all know someone who needs a saviour. We all know someone who needs Jesus. And in thinking about this, this statistic, this stat, I got my phone out and I opened up my contacts. Why don't we do that now? Who's, has everyone got their phones on them? Pick out your phones. Most people, if you haven't got a phone, you, you, you pick a person, someone who you know has no faith, hasn't got a relationship with Jesus. So if you go to your contacts, one in five, every fifth person in your contact, maybe not every fifth person, maybe every tenth, Every 15, but it'd be someone in your contacts who would want to know more about Jesus, who would like to be witnessed, you to witness to them. Have you found someone? Have you found someone who, who you feel the Lord has drawn you to? Maybe all your contacts are all saved and they're all they've got a ticket to heaven. Is anybody, is, keep your phones out, keep your phones out because we're going to just continue in this. Just, just tell me if you're, if you're there, if you found someone. If you've found someone, you know, let's be empowered. Let's not be shy. You're being given all authority. This is good news. One in five people are open for the gospel. Jesus tells us the harvest is plentiful. So if you're brave enough, you don't have to do this, but why don't you just text that person now? A simple text. It's a challenge, I know. It's a real challenge. But this challenge could change their flipping lives forever. Let's not keep this gospel to ourselves. Let's, let's share Jesus. Maybe you can write. Just simply, would you like to would you like to hear more about it? Maybe you won't get a fantastic response. But maybe you will. challenge, isn't it? 
I think Jesus wants to empower us to go and to make disciples, to go and share this good news. And we can pray, fantastic. We can be rooted in prayer. And we can witness by our actions. But we need to, we need to speak of the Saviour's love. Can I just invite the band just to come and just, um, just lead us in just some gentle worship and just... Um, And for us just to, just to press in, really, on where God wants us to move. On how God wants us to impact us and empower us. To step outside of this church. To step out into the community, into South Sea, into our workplaces and share and witness to Jesus. I'll just invite you just to stand. And we just, I just love us all to be just empowered tonight by the Holy Spirit. Just close your eyes. And I just pray, Lord, that... Um, that if you're here tonight and if you want to be empowered to be an effective witness to the good news, to Jesus just during worship if you want to be empowered to witness by your actions then just come forward and we'll pray for you if you want to be empowered to speak to witness to your colleagues, to your neighbours, to your family, then come forward and let Jesus empower you to go out and to make disciples, to go out and transform lives through the power of Jesus.